Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast brought to you by Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank our sponsor, Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive provides indoor scoring tables and video boards that can generate over $10,000 each year while also creating excitement in your gymnasium. Their score tables and video boards also help make the ultimate game day experience by creating lifelong memories for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sidelineinteractive.com. See what their fantastic products can do for you. The Educational AD Podcast also wants to thank Varsity Brands featuring BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herth Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. And we want to thank Hometown Ticketing, helping thousands of schools across the country provide convenient digital ticketing options. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Finally, we want to thank Ephesus Lighting, Camp Mobile, Gipper, and Vital Signs for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We've got a really cool guest today, Jamie Beckler, um, you know, a real pro and somebody that I can call a friend. Uh, Jamie uh, has done it all. He's a very successful author. Uh, he's a speaker on a national stage, uh, has his own podcast, um, also a longtime, uh, very successful college coach and high school athletic director. Uh, he also presented for us at our state conference uh, this past year in Florida, did a super job and does a million other things. Uh, Jamie Beckler, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jake, I, I'm, I'm so glad to be here. It's, it's such an honor. I mean, you have a great podcast. It's, it's one of the, the podcasts that I actually subscribe to and I actually listen to the episodes. So uh, uh, it's, it's great to be on here. And uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I've enjoyed our friendship and I enjoyed coming down there to Florida. Uh, this past May and, uh, and speaking to those athletic directors and getting to know a lot of them. Oh, well, I, I consider that high praise indeed. Thank you. And uh, still, um, I, I hear from those ADs down here in Florida, you know, they, they that were attended that session, uh, you know, very, uh, they were very impressed. Uh, you know, John Scromolo, uh, you know, he, he talks about you all the time. So great stuff. 
Well, let's jump right into it. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, uh, you know, your sports background and, and how all of that has led to the things you're doing now with uh, Leadership Playbook and Success is a Choice. I appreciate that. Yeah, the, the quick version is I was a college basketball coach for about 20 years at different levels, both men and women. And I was a high school athletic director for a couple of years uh, in Indiana, where they had the fifth largest high school gymnasium in the world, seated over 7,000 people. We, uh, no, no Indiana high school had one more boys basketball state title. So when you think Hoosier basketball, Indiana basketball, the school I was at was pretty much uh, right at the top when it comes to basketball. And for the last few years, I've been, uh, you know, self-employed or unemployed, depending on the day. You know, I, 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 I launched uh, my own leadership consulting business. And so I speak and work with college, high school teams, even some pro stuff. Uh, in, in the area of leadership and, and teamwork. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the real quick version. Uh, not to give you the real long version, but I always wanted to be a coach. I always wanted to be in athletics. Uh, I was involved in all the different sports. I was that kid that played all the sports. I wasn't specializing in one thing or another. Seventh grade was kind of the first time, not that I knew that I could be a coach and, and change the world and make this big, huge impact on people. But it was really the first time I started thinking about coaching just in general coaching. Um, it had always been, yeah, I have a coach. They tell us what to do. Seventh grade, my English teacher, Mrs. Shannon introduced us to the, a library of books that she had in the corner of a room. And one of the books was they call me coach by John Wooden. Mm -hmm. And I read that book and it was, and, and it wasn't, I, I would love to say that I had this great epiphany and it's like, man, I want to change the world and I want to be like John Wooden. That wasn't the case. It was the case of, I want a coach like John Wooden, yeah. whether I'm making baskets or I'm making a turnover, you know, whether I'm the starter or coming off the bench, I want a coach like John Wooden that cares about me, adds value to me, though I didn't use that phrase, add value. That's, that's too mature for a seventh grade, but I wanted a coach that cared about me no matter if I was doing well or not. And that's what John Wooden did with his players. And so that was the first time I kind of thought of coaching in that respect, because I thought I'm going to go to the NBA, you know, I'm going to be a professional athlete in something. And if I'm not a professional athlete, then, you know, I'll, I'll be a coach and a history teacher, you know, that that's will be my fallback. Well, early on, I, I realized that I was going to be going for my fallback. So I was going to be a coach, but I went to college Played uh, multiple sports in college. I was the pity of me of mediocrity. Uh, I was, uh, you know, just, I, I played a lot of different sports, which means you're either Deion Sanders and just amazing, or you're like me and not very good. And so your coaches don't care if you play other sports because you're not that important. But, uh, you know, in track, I ran pretty much everything. I was on every relay. I was the fourth fastest on every relay, or in other words, the slowest on every relay. So it didn't matter what the relay was. I was, uh, I was fast enough to be on, but slow, but too slow to uh, really help our, our team. So, but I was, the point of all that is I was involved in a lot of different things. I got to see a lot of different coaches. And I think that that helped me as I, as I got into college coaching, that really helped me with seeing different perspectives. You know, I'd been a star athlete a lot in high school and even I experienced some success in college, but also not only was I a good athlete at different times, but I also at times, my best friend was the water cooler and the athletic trainer. You know, 
there were a lot of times, especially in college, where I wasn't playing very much, where where uh, my role was not very important. And so that, I think, made me a better coach eventually. And, and then, you know, fast forward all through these years of coaching, I won Coach of the Year honors. We had very successful teams. I've also gotten fired. I've also mm-hmm. taken a team from first place to worst place. You know, I took, I, inherit, I took over a new job. I took a team from first to worst with almost everyone returning. Now, how does that happen? Well, because I made a bunch of stupid people errors. And, and, but I've learned through the years, I've had success and I've also had failures, which has also helped me be a better consultant and a better coach to coaches now because, you know, I've driven the 15 passenger vans after a loss where we're putting together, uh, you know, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I've also, we've also, you know, traveled in style. We've won, we've lost. So I've seen, I've been where most coaches are. I've been where most ADs are. And so I think that that has helped me help other people right now, help other programs, departments, teams. So I gave you a short version and then I, uh, sorry, I went the long version on you. That's the podcaster and me just, just going crazy and talking. No, no, that's uh, absolutely what we wanted to hear. And uh, I think our listeners are just like me. They can hear all those commonalities, uh, you know, whether it was in high school or, or college or as that young coach. Uh, absolutely great stuff and, and very relatable. Uh, Jamie, another thing we do with our podcast is we, we talk about the people that have impacted our lives, you know, those mentors that we've had along the way. And uh, I always like to hear um, who those mentors were. So uh, who'd you have? Maybe a family member or a, a coach or maybe somebody you've worked with that has really helped uh, make you who you are now. Uh, do you have any mentors you can share with us? Yeah, is this the time of the podcast where I, I go like the Oscars or the Grammys and I just start listing off people and then you're going to play the music and 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 go to cut to commercial break if I go with too many people. But yeah, that that's kind of the thought is is and 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 I know you've had so many great guests and it's hard to narrow down those people that have been mentors because so many people speak into your life. But there are a couple of people, obviously my parents and and uh, you know, I used my dad in my latest book, The Bus Trip, he will also appear in my new book, The Captain, and he's actually going to be a reoccurring character. He's uh, Mr. Frank, the bus driver. But, uh, you know, he just, he was not much education, didn't go to college, was a terrible high school student. He was pretty much a self-made person though. And, and he was one of the smartest people I've ever known. He ended up going back and getting his associate's degree when he was in his sixties. So his hard work and his industriousness was key to me as a coach, you know, finding ways to get things done when you don't have the resources or, or the intelligence or whatever, making those things happen. And my mom was an educator forever. And she was president of the teachers union at her school. So, you know, I had that education background early on. I had a coach, Bill Dunn. Uh, He was my high school coach and he was the first person that believed in me that I could be a college athlete. He, he, he kind of put that thought in my mind that I could go play college basketball. And he was just a class act, you know, just the, the stereotypical great coach who knows his stuff, but also just inspires kids. And, and unfortunately, he died of cancer at the age of 47, much too young. But I put his obituary from the newspaper, I put it up on my wall above my desk in my first job, my first head coaching job, because I wanted to be reminded of 
why I was doing this, of the, the impact he had on my life and that I could maybe remember each day if I saw that news clipping, that newspaper clipping, maybe I would go out to practice or maybe when I had a player in my office, I would be a little bit better at making a positive impact and realizing it's not just about the X's and O's and, and to try to help uh, our student athletes. And so, you know, that, those are just a few people. My English teacher, I mentioned her earlier. Uh, you know, I, I loathed her. She was the bane in my existence through high school. She was also the stereotypical English teacher that everybody's scared of. And, you know, she makes you conjugate verbs or break down a sentence or whatever it is, you know, and memorize all these things that you hate. And I hated every minute of being in her class, but I learned so much that I was able to use in my speaking, be able to use in my writing. And I sent her a book. I actually uh, uh, thanked her in one of my books, my very first book. And she sent me a note back, said not bad for a, a person who said that they would never reach out to me and never talk to me after they graduated high school. So uh, yeah, I was kind of a Funny jerk they about remember that. those things, yeah. Yeah, but then there's countless, I'll, 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 I'll put a bow around all this. There's so many countless people I can't even mention that spoke life into me or inspired me just in small moments. And I know we've talked about this in the past as ADs at different times, like when I would hand in paperwork or when I would buy a ticket to a game or buy a Mountain Dew at the concession stand or when I would be walking in the hallway between classes, just a teacher or somebody, uh, a superintendent or a coach who would just be kind and who would just, uh, you know, make, make your life a little bit better to get you through the next 10 minutes of your day. Not to get you from, all right, this punk teenager to, you know, big time, coach or athletic director, but just to get you through the next 10 minutes of the day so that someone else could take over from there to kind of to take the baton. And we have that opportunity. All these, all the coaches and ADs that listen to your podcast, they have amazing opportunities every day that they don't even think about when they collect paperwork from somebody. Yeah. You got to do that. Yeah. You got to schedule buses. But every time you're interacting with anybody, you have an opportunity to make a positive impact on them. Maybe very small, but enough of those small things together. You never know what someone's going through. You never know what mental health wise, you never know depression. You never know what happened that morning. You never know where their mind is at. And we have so many opportunities to just have a small touch on somebody to get them through the next few minutes of their day until someone else can do the same thing. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that uh, about those little moments. Uh, you know, ADs were constantly, you know, collecting the paperwork or having those interactions, concession stand, you name it. And I can still remember, like it was yesterday, those events like you talked about, where a coach or a teacher, you know, said something to me, both encouraging and maybe not so encouraging. And I'm also glad you mentioned your books. We're gonna, we'll talk about that some more, but for our listeners and for those, you know, watching a um, couple of really, let me get them in the screen here. Okay. A <laughs> couple of uh, two of the best books that I've uh, had a chance to read the leadership playbook uh, and the bus trip, just great, great stuff for a coach, for an AD, for anyone uh, highly recommend these uh, uh, from Jamie. Um, yeah, you're right, Jake. Like, and, and, you know, I, I had a weird story in high school and college in terms of I didn't play football in high school, even though 
I was a basketball player, uh, a, a track guy. I didn't play football. My mom wouldn't let me. She was scared of me playing football. So I ended up running cross country, ended up being pretty good at it after that first year. That first year was terrible, but all my buddies played football. Well, I remember, I think I was a sophomore and the football coach and our football team was very successful. Football coach didn't try to recruit me because he knew my mom was a teacher. He knew that she didn't want me to play. And he knew that I was doing well in cross country, but he came up to me after a basketball game and he said, man, you play basketball. Like I would want a football player to play. I love watching you play. You know what? And, and I don't know if that was true or not, but he said it to me and he was a cool dude. And he was the football coach, even though I wasn't playing football. And that inspired me to keep playing hard. That inspired me to play basketball like a football player to be a bulldog to to get after it that was one comment that took like five seconds ten seconds from a guy that wasn't even my coach who wasn't trying to get me to be on his team but that inspired me those little things we have hundreds if not thousands of those opportunities each week each month and and we never even really think about those things but they can have a huge impact on everybody that we come in contact with. Catch people being good. Find a reason to make someone smile or to make someone feel good about themselves. Pat someone on the back, metaphorically speaking, you know, or, or physically. Pat someone on the back. It, it doesn't, it's not hard and it doesn't cost much to be kind or, or to, to pay a compliment. Absolutely. You know, be a builder. Okay. For listeners, we are visiting with Jamie Beckler from uh, theleadershipplaybook.com, author and speaker. We're going to be right back, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsor, Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. We're back visiting with Jamie Beckler. Jamie, and for our listeners, we're recording this on August 18th, so it's going to be pretty timely by the time you are uh, listening to it, but Jamie, we just finished watching the Olympics, you know, some great competitions, great performances, and also um, an increased awareness um, in this area of mental health, you know, look at looking at Simone Biles, you know, she was quite candid about, you know, some of the challenges that she's going through at it again, at a very elite level, which I am not pretending to understand at all. But uh, again, uh, really admire her for coming forward. Uh, here's my question. Um, how can an athletic director um, just do a better job of balancing what might be um, an old school approach? Come on, you got to be tough. You got to get back in there versus acknowledging and understanding and being aware of some of the, the challenges, the emotional and mental health challenges that student athletes are facing today. Uh, do you got any advice for us? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. And, and I, would, I would direct uh, your listeners, if they haven't listened to your interview with Betsy Butterick, 
to go back a couple of weeks ago and listen to that with the communication specialist, uh, Betsy Butterick. She does an amazing job with teams. She does an amazing job on your podcast. She had a great answer to this, uh, talking about communication, but I'll try to build on it just a little bit or, or give just a few nuggets or insights or things to think about. But very, uh, the very first thought that I have when you ask that question is, we have to get over the old school mentality. I'm not saying that it's wrong in every case, and I'm not saying it's right in every case, but, but things are different today. Doesn't mean different bad or different good, but things are different. And so we have to adjust. The best coaches, the best leaders are able to adjust and adapt to, to what's going on, to the, the surroundings, our environment, to people. The other thing I would say is we have no idea. You mentioned that you have no idea about being a, an elite athlete. We really have no idea about really what's going inside, what's going on inside the mind of anybody that we're dealing with. You know, we can get to know what makes someone tick a little bit better. We can understand them a little bit better, but we're never going to truly know what's going on inside their mind. And so we have to be very sensitive to that and cognizant that even if we are an expert, even if we're the smartest coach, the smartest leader, we're still, there's things that we're not going to know about the human condition and the people that we're dealing with. We also are dealing with a lot of people. And, you know, I get a question a lot about, well, you coach men and women. What are the differences between coaching men and women? That is a very logical question people would ask. And I give them a terrible answer that they're not looking for. I tell them it doesn't matter if you're coaching men or women because you still have to treat everybody individually like you have to get to know every single person. So if you're if you're coaching two men, they could be brothers. My bro my brother and I are very different. We grew up in the same household, had the same advantages, the same opportunities, and we are different people. So you could be dealing with players, working with players that come from the same backgrounds that seem like they're two peas in a pod but they might be wired slightly different. They might have slightly different preferences. So I say all that every single athlete and person that you're going to come in contact with is dealing with stuff that we may not truly know about. They're wired a little bit differently. So all that kind of stuff, we need to do a better job as leaders, as coaches, as ADs of not thinking that we know it all, not putting people in boxes, not painting our athletes in corners, not saying this is the way you should be. This is what an athlete looks like, or, oh, I dealt with, you know, I, Simone, I dealt with somebody last year that was, that had a mental illness, so I can help you. That may be true to a degree, but everybody's issues are different. Everybody deals with things differently. So I can't, I can't speak specifically to Simone Biles because I don't know what she's going through, but I do know as leaders, we need to be a little bit more sensitive to that kind of stuff and not be so like most of us. And I'm included in this, in this. You got to be mentally tough. Well, you just got to suck it up because back when I played or, Hey, Carrie Struggs was a gymnast and she broke her ankle mm -hmm. and she still finished. Carrie Struggs was different. It was a different year. It was a different Olympics. It was a different situation. Things are different. So we can't be painting by numbers and putting everybody in little boxes. And that's what we like to do with situations and people every year, every person is different. And, you know, I, I look at it as, Another way of looking at this, and then I'll kind of wrap this up, is that, you know, coaches will wear suits on the sidelines sometimes or athletic directors. People will buy a nice suit or a fancy suit. They'll go to a tailor. 
well, you don't go to a tailor, you get a nice suit that fits you. And then a year later or seven months later, you go to that same tailor and that tailor says, well, here you go. Here's a suit just like you liked it last time. No, you can do that at a department store. You can buy a suit off the rack. They're going to remeasure you because things change. Their tailors are going to constantly remeasure you to see where you're at. As coaches and leaders, we have to be constantly in tune, attentive, observant, and, and sensitive to where our athletes are. And just because they were somewhere last year or just because you know, we experienced something or we have a certain team this year or last year doesn't mean this year we'll have that same team. So we need to be aware and understand too that we don't know it all when it comes to mental health. We need to be finding the experts, the resources, whether that's therapy counselors, uh, whether that's getting them hotlines, whether that's just giving them uh, time off. But you need to be in tune to your athletes and your team. And gone are the days of, you know, rub some dirt on it. Gone are the days, you know, concussions, Jake, you're a big football guy. You know, none of us had concussions. You know, the only concussion any of us had back in the day was if you literally got knocked out. Like that was a concussion pretty much. Well, things have changed and we know that same with mental health. It's no longer, Hey, be a Navy seal, tough it out. That might be good for some of your athletes, but it won't be good for all your athletes. And it may not be good for certain athletes from day to day. You know, they, they're going through a lot. They think differently than coaches. So at the end of the day, coaching and being a leader is more than just the tactical knowledge. It's more than just the X's and O's. It's more than just dotting the I's, crossing the T's and having knowledge. You know, there's so many intangible skills. And, and really when it comes to leadership, coaching, being an AD, being a manager doesn't get it done. Painting by numbers doesn't get it done. We're in the people business. And so we have to really be in tune to how can we inspire and help people get to where they need to go. And to do that, we need to get away from, you know, well, I put together a good practice plan or I, I put together this great schedule. It's about the people. Now, I'm so glad you brought up, you know, the, the gymnastics scenario with Carrie Shrug, you know, that it is, it's a different time. You know, what was that 25 years ago? And with concussions, uh, even going back uh, less severe, but, you know, not giving water at football practice. I still remember those days in, in junior high and high school or salt tablets. We know so much more now, and, you know, let's put that wisdom to use. Great stuff. Speaking of wisdom. Okay. Uh, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, uh, you can see, you know, Jamie's uh, website, leadershipplaybook.com, uh, his podcast, Success is a Choice. Uh, you have kind of lived and put together uh, best practices for the world of athletic administration. So share a little bit with our listeners who are mostly ADs, you know, why they should be in touch with you, why they should be taking advantage of some of the services that you can provide. Yeah. And I appreciate that, Jake. First of all, I would say, take advantage of somebody, take advantage of something. I would love for it to be me. My business manager, AKA my wife would love for it to be me. My son is weird. He likes to wear shoes, live indoors. You know, he likes to eat food and all that costs money. So yeah, we'd love for you to do it with me. But at the end of the day, I want you to do something to make your student athletes better and not just from a, a basketball or a football standpoint, help them be better people in your community. Cause the reality is these athletes that you're dealing with today, 
five, 10, 15 years from now, these are the business people in your community. They're the husbands, the wives, the mothers, the fathers, the educators, the leaders in your community. And what you're doing now has a huge part in whether your community is good or bad down the road. So do something, do something to, to, to build them up as leaders and, and build their character. But uh, the leadership playbook was something that we put together with the athletic director, with the coach in mind, how can we help you come alongside you to help your student athletes be better teammates, to be more positive leaders, essentially to have a better culture. And so that's what we tried to do. And so we put together, there's hundreds of two minute video lessons. So it's very simple. They can watch it on their phone, their tablet, two minutes at a time. If you want to discuss those videos, you can, we've, we've, you know, each video has discussion questions already built in. So you don't have to recreate the wheel. You don't have to come up with your own discussion questions, tons of topics. We have topics uh, from, you know, if you have positional leaders, you know, what do you do with your captains to, you know, how do, can you be a better verbal leader? How can you be a better teammate? So we have hundreds of these lessons for student athletes to be better teammates, to be more positive leaders, and ultimately to create a stronger culture. So you could be a coach. We have tons of individual sports coaches that are members. We have tons of departments. We even have districts. We have districts that have all of their high schools as members. And so every athlete, every coach gets access to this. And so they can, they can see it on their phone or tablet. It's very flexible. We have a suggested order. We have a recommended plan of attack, uh, a recommended game plan, but it's very flexible. If you want to do five lessons a week, you can do that. If you want to do one a week, if you want to do one a month, you can do that. If you want to split it up with your position players, if you want to just have your captains do it, it's very flexible. And we, like I said, we did this with the AD and the coach in mind. What can we do to help you as an AD and coach reach your student athletes a little bit better to essentially say the same things that you're saying and get them to know the things you want them to know but in a different voice, in a different way. And so uh, that's what we've, we've put together. It also includes a virtual presentation. So if you become a member, you get a virtual presentation from me. You also get uh, access to me as a consultant. So that could be good or bad, but, you know, a fresh set of eyes, you know, we'll get on the phone and we'll talk about the issue that you have as a, as an AD with, with a booster club or a parent group or with, with a coach, you've got a star player and you just can't get through to that star player. Let's get on the phone and let's talk. And that's all included in that membership. You know, as you were talking, I just remember, you know, the first time I looked at, uh, you know, your program, which you actually, you know, asked me to, you know, uh, give you some feedback on early on. And, uh, was just completely blown away by the the depth and breadth of the material. And also, as you mentioned, the very flexible nature of it. Um, it it's hard for us to be, you know, experts on everything, you know, whether it's, you know, football oriented or basketball, but all the other things that your program does, uh, again, had I not, you know, been retiring as an AD, you know, I don't think there's any question we would have brought uh, your program into my school. So, uh, we'll give you a chance to do this again, but uh, if one of our listeners wants to reach out, and uh, again, they're listening, they're not watching this on YouTube, uh, what's the best way for their, them to get in touch with you and uh, find out more about the program? Yeah, the leadershipplaybook.com is the website, and then the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter, and feel free to direct message me, that's at Coach Beckler, at Coach Beckler on Twitter, or they can go to coachbeckler.com and reach me any number of ways there. 
I can attest to Jamie's very active on Twitter. Uh, I probably steal two or three of his uh, motivational sayings a week and repost them. So I always try to give him attribution though. Okay. All right, um, we're gonna be right back with uh, our athletic director's toolbox. But uh, right now we're gonna hear from one of our new sponsors, Sideline Interactive Score Tables and Video Boards. Sideline Interactive provides indoor scoring tables and video boards that can generate over $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in your gymnasium. Their score tables and video boards also help make the ultimate game day experience by creating lifelong memories for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. See what their fantastic products can do for you and your teams. Welcome back to our interview with Jamie Beckler from the leadershipplaybook.com. Uh, Jamie, this has just been great um, getting a chance to reconnect with you. I know uh, we had a great uh, lunch this summer uh, when my wife and I were visiting Canton. Uh, Got to have lunch with you and your wife, uh, but we're not quite done. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but right now I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only gonna let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are gonna go in Jamie Beckler's athletic director toolbox? Yeah, great question. And uh, I'll give you a fourth, a bonus one, and that's a uh, uh, nice swag, good apparel like that uh, Ken Pro Football Hall of Fame shirt you're wearing. People can't Absolutely. see it if they're just listening to it. But, uh, yeah, we visited uh, on the same day. You went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So uh, that's a great place. And you're, you're, I see you're wearing that shirt. So that's, that's, that's good. Always dress good. Uh, you're, uh, no, but the question is a good one. And I want to give you – I'll give you three. They're all going to be three slightly different. I want to give you a philosophical tool. I want to give you kind of a, um, a knowledge tool and then a specific tool. Uh, and you'll see what I mean here. But the first is a philosophical tool and, and that's wisdom. I wanna give you wisdom. I think wisdom is hugely important. You know, I think of, I, there was this story, I wish I had remembered it all my life until like I started screwing up as a young coach. But when I was in high school, I'm walking down a sidewalk with my mom and we had to get to the other side of the street. And like a punk teenager, I'm just going to cross right now. I'm not going up to the crosswalk. You know, I'm going to cross right now. And, and she grabs my shoulders like, Jamie, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm crossing the street. She's like, oh, there's cars coming. I'm like, mom, mom, chill. I got this. Pedestrians have the right of way. And she says, yeah, and you'll be dead right. You'll be dead right. Oftentimes as leaders, we are dead right. We are the smartest person in the room. As an AD, I sure hope that you're the smartest person in your, to a degree. I hope that you're very knowledgeable on what's going on. I hope you know the newest managerial or leadership philosophies, but we can be dead right. 
we sometimes pick way too many battles to die on that hill. We, we pick way too many battles. We're not wise. We might be smart. We might be right, but we might be dead right. We're not wise. Um, you might take over a program and they need all these changes. And so, boom, we're going to hit all these changes right at once. No, calm down a little bit. You don't got to, you don't have to do everything at once. You need to be wise. Um, you know, dealing with a parent. You know, you and I have talked about dealing with parents, and I know that's a, a common thing for coaches and ADs. You might be right in what you say, but are you wise in how you're saying it, how you're approaching somebody? Same way with administrators. So don't be dead right. Uh, I'll, I'll finalize that with a quote. I love this quote. It's uh, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing that it doesn't go into a fruit salad. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And as ADs, as coaches, we all have knowledge, but do we really have wisdom? So wisdom. The second would be kind of a, a skill or something that I think all ADs should know, and that's social media. And I know that that can kind of get a bad rap, and I know that some of us as ADs are scared to death about social media, but all of our student-athletes are on it. It's the quickest way to get information out there. It's also the quickest way to promote our programs, to promote our athletes. Instead of looking at social media as something, well, I don't know how to use it or it's not going to be around. Well, I, why would I even do TikTok? It won't be around next year. You might be right, but it's around now and all of our athletes are on it. And you could say the same thing for anything else. It doesn't matter if it'll be around next year. Are you utilizing it now? And so I'm not saying here's a strategy for using social media or this is exactly what you have to do. I'm saying you need to learn all you can about social media or have somebody in your department learning all you can and utilize that because, like I said, information, but don't just stop there. Don't be the, I know this is controversial, but don't be the high school that when I look at your Twitter timeline, all it is is announcing when your games are. That is just information. It's just one way. And that's not utilizing what you can do with social media. You can use social media to promote those very values and things that you want to promote to your athletes. You really can talk to your athletes. It's like a press conference. It's like a meeting without getting 500 athletes together in the gymnasium. You can meet with your athletes and tell them what you want to tell them without even meeting. You can do that through social media figure out a way to use social media as a positive, as a tool for building your culture. And I don't think enough ADs do that. I think we see it as a necessary evil, but it's more from an informational standpoint. And so it becomes boring and nobody follows us and it's not engaging because it is just boring. Figure out all you can about social media and how you can use it for, uh, for good. The final thing is kind of related to the social media is there's a program that I use all the time and it's called Canva, C-A-N-V-A. And it is amazing. They have a free, they also have a premium that's not very expensive, but it is amazing for graphics. You can do almost any kind of graphic video. They have royalty-free music, videos, all different kinds of things that you can do to put together stuff. Now it's, it's kind of similar to uh, one of your partners. I know Gipper. Gipper does a lot with high schools. They're, they're somewhat different, so they're not exactly the same. But Canva might be worth checking out. Uh, and, and even the dumbest athletic director, even the dumbest of us that can't figure out 
technology or whatever can figure. Yeah, you're 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 raising your hand. I'm raising my hand. Canva has been a, a blessing, a godsend for me. And you mentioned all my Twitter stuff, tweets and stuff. It's been great for putting together Instagram tweets, uh, posters, flyers. When I go speak at a conference, it's just been great. Book covers. I've designed some of my book covers literally on Canva, C-A-N-V-A. So that's been a, a great thing for me. I can attest to uh, that. Uh, again, for those of you uh, watching this, my backdrop, uh, that's a Canva application right there. And it's 100% free. And as Jamie alluded to, it's so easy. Even I could figure it out. So uh, great, great stuff. Uh, also, the, you know, again, the social media thing, um, it is out there and you mentioned it. That's where the kids are. That's where the student athletes are. Uh, I think you and I may have talked about this when you're down in Florida. I had heard from another AD that the student athletes are on Twitter, but let's say the, the students that are not necessarily athletes, they're on Instagram. And so by reaching out and having your games and, and promotional things on Instagram, you're attracting a whole new audience. And, you know, hey, that athletic director is pretty cool. He's on Instagram. So uh, when there's going to be somebody in your department, whether it's a coach, a secretary, it might be a student. And I'm not even talking the student has to run the account, but there's going to be somebody. And in most cases, a lot of somebodies that can be the creative driving force in the creativity. They can give you ideas for hashtags, give you ideas for contests, give you ideas for just putting little video clips. But yeah, if you're not utilizing that, I don't, I don't, I'm not that smart. I have people that help me with my stuff. Uh, you know, we're not all that smart, so we need help, but, but don't just stick on Facebook because that's what you use. Or if you only use Twitter, don't just use Twitter at your high school, have everything that you can think of, because that is your way to communicate with your student athletes or the parents. It's another voice. It's another way to kind of infiltrate their brains for good, for good. I say infiltrate. That's a bad word sometimes, but it's, no, it's no. a way to, to put that pot, those positive thoughts in their head in some way to praise the English teacher, to praise people in the community, to say, Hey, look at our student body, you know, and, and here's a, a 20 second video clip of them at the game, jumping up and down or whatever, having contests, having things where they're interactive during games. Even those are things you might not have the first clue about how to do that, but somebody will have that idea. And, and again, you, you talk about the idea, you always hear this phrase, control the narrative. You know, it gives you a chance to control that narrative about your athletic department, you know, and whether it is promoting a game or an activity or a student athlete or even a sponsor. You know, so uh, yeah, great, great advice. One more time, Coach, uh, for our podcast listeners who can't see the backdrop, what's the best way that they can find out about the things you provide as well as get in touch with you and pick your brain? Well, speaking of Twitter, speaking of twits, being on social media, if, if you're on Twitter, uh, follow me at Coach Beckler or uh, slide into my DMs. Hit me up with a message. Let me know you listen to this episode. I'll follow you back. Let me know. Uh, but uh, uh, hit me up on a message there. If you're not on Twitter, you can go to CoachBeckler.com and, and find all the ways to contact me. The LeadershipPlaybook.com is our leadership program, and we're excited about that. We'd love to work with your school or your team with the leadershipplaybook.com and it's it is pretty inexpensive 
It's uh, we uh, once again, my business manager, AKA my wife is not very happy at the price point, but I wanted it to be affordable to as many athletic departments as possible. Jamie Beckler leadership playbook. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I appreciate it, Jake. Thanks for having me. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings are also being uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks for listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast.